Hey, this is Taylor. This is Jake. And this is Dan. And this is Unicorn Finders, where we are on the search to eliminate the elusive unicorn factor in everyday people, businesses, and relationships. Hope you enjoy. Thursday. Thursday. Oh, hello. Eve. Uh, Say what? Friday's Eve. Friday's Eve. Yes, there we go. Uh, We made it, fam. Uh, Don't forget, if uh, trash comes tomorrow, take down your trash cans tonight, because I've forgotten that. So for those of you who have trash stores on Fridays, don't forget take it down <laughs> anyways uh all right so very excited to be with y'all this morning welcome to unicorn finders if you are scrolling through your uh linkedin page and you're like what the heck is this there it's unicorns it's dudes hanging out like what the heck is this so let me give you a quick rundown basically at the start of covid um dan jake and i dan is not here dan is at a wedding in vegas um uh he was he said he was going to be here but to be honest i don't blame him for not being here because if you're in vegas You can only do Vegas and nothing else. Um, So Dan, Jake, and I are very good friends outside of work. We started to, um, you know, do the podcasting thing during COVID. We're like, hey, let's start our own thing. And we've pivoted a few times. And now this thing is specifically focused on startups, um, companies flying under the radar, doing some pretty cool shit. Um, And so that's what this is. We're really excited to have Brandon on the show today. Brandon, I've met. um, Actually, I've been following Brandon on Twitter now for, I think, two or three years now. Um, and maybe even longer. Um, and then I met him in person finally at React Miami. Um, yeah. and, uh, and his business is, is growing. And so we're going to dive in today um, to that. Um, so, Brandon, thanks for hanging, man. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for the invite. Uh, duh, of course. All right, cool. So, first <laughs> off, let's talk about the two things we're going to talk about today, and those both of your products. What are they? And Blitz. And we'll go from there. And flight control. Cool. So, so what do those do? Blitz.js brings a Ruby on Rails type of experience to Next.js. Okay. So it, it makes it so much more productive to build full stack apps. Next.js mm-hmm. is awesome, but it's very minimal and focuses, focuses on just like the React stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but then if you want to add authentication, testing, linting, like databases, all this other stuff, then like you're, you're left out to your own devices. And okay. Blitz like provides the framework experience for all of those other pieces. Awesome. Awesome. And, and then, and then to talk about when, did you, wait, wait, when did you oh. kick that up? How long has that been? So been? started Blitz.js uh, just over two years ago. So beginning cool. of 2020, right before all the, all the COVID stuff. Um, and that now has 11,000 GitHub stars. It's done very well. Uh, we're going very through good. kind of a major pivot right now. Congrats, man. That's awesome. We, we will get into that. And then, and then what about flight control? So Flight Control makes it easy to deploy apps to AWS. So it gives you the same type of get push deploy experience like Heroku or something or similar things, Heroku, Vercel, et cetera, but on your own AWS account. And so the the big problem that it solves is a lot of these platforms that fully abstract AWS have limits on scalability, on control. Um, And so we give you the ease of use but also full control and scalability since it's on your own AWS account. You own everything, you can go in, tweak, customize, inspect, but you don't have to know AWS. But if you do, then you have, you know, it's like your entire playground is available to you. Awesome. So so where do you wanna start first? We wanna start on Blitz or we wanna start on flight control to to dive into stuff? I think we should start and because flight control is the product that you're sh- shipping right. That's where you're, that's your Correct. main working right now. 
So yes. I'd love to hear just about that whole experience, you know, it. going through Y Combo. Congrats on that. You know, what that looks like, what was before Y Combo and after where you're going. So, you know, I think that, that would be awesome. Cool. So I, I guess it started like uh, 10, 10 ish years ago. I was like an uh, embedded software engineer at like a boring traditional company. And somehow I discovered Basecamp and their book, Getting Real. And that book like changed my life because I was like reading that book. Um, and if you've never read Getting Real, it's it's a relatively short book. And it's sort of like um, a lot of like standard startup advice and stuff, right? But it's about like um, ship MVPs, iterate fast, like get rid of bureaucracy and like all this stuff. And I'm just like, yes, yes. Like this is what we need in this company. Like, <laughs> um, and it was also talking about like how you can with software, you can have your like run a startup you can build a company right like a single person or a small team yeah and that like blew my mind that like like what like i can just like learn how to do web development because I, I didn't know web at the time it was just uh c embedded stuff yeah. and so that that's like what sparked the idea of like hey like i'm gonna have a software company someday that's awesome just because of one book yes i need to read more one book and <laughs> I need to read more. So, mm -hmm. so talk, so, so, so let's go into why Combinator. I don't know much about it. Right. I mean, people say why Combinator, um, you know, this is obviously me trying to learn. This is why I love being on the pod, um, and meeting folks like yourself. What is it? Um, how do you get in it? I mean, is it like a secret club, like Soho house? Like what's the deal? Yeah. The rumor on the street is that it's a mafia. Okay, and uh, yeah, so so we got Catch you up on all the Twitter drama there. Okay. Uh, so Y Combinator is a startup accelerator. They give you $500,000 in investment money and they you go through a three month program where they have like all of this different uh, programming and, and events um, and like one-on-one -on -one, uh, mentorship things. And so the, the idea is that it'll take, it'll just drastically accelerate your company. So whether you need funding or advice or um, like network or whatever you need, like they, they kind of have everything that you might need. And so, you know, tons of famous companies have gone through it, like Airbnb, uh, Instacart, Dropbox, DoorDash, um, and the list goes on. So you guys submit an application? Yes. Mm. So okay. um, they, so this time there was about 15,000 applications and they accept about 2% of those. Dang. And so there was ended up being like 400 companies in the batch. Like 30 people, something like that? 30 companies? Like 400, 400 companies now. Jesus, I need to go back to that. <laughs> uh, so it's, it is very, it's very hard to get into YC. I was like, uh, this was the third time, third idea I applied for. Oh, wow. um, and so that, that's very common. It's like most people don't get in the first time they apply. Either they come back with the same idea, but more traction, or they come back with a better idea or something. And so this, look, we were trying to raise funding last year because like I started out in the bootstrapping space and then we really needed, we decided that we needed funding on this. It was a very intentional decision, Yeah. but we weren't, it was like three months and we weren't getting any funding except for some small angel investors. And we were pre-product, but we hadn't built a product, right? We needed some money to, to be able to work on it full time. Um, and so at the end of that, we just kind of applied to YC, like the last day of the deadline, just as oh, kind of like yeah. a, Hail Mary, like, just in case, like, who knows, like, I don't expect much. Yeah. Like, all these investors have been passing on us, Crazy. like, who, you know, 
Uh, but then it was like a few weeks later, Monday morning, um, we got an email like, hey, you're invited to the interview on Wednesday. And we're like, what? Like, no way. Like, this is wild. And so we did a mock interview with Stripe Atlas like the mm -hmm. next day. Yeah. And then Wednesday uh, morning, we show up to the interview, have a 10-minute interview. Their interviews are 10 minutes. Jeez. And so it's just rapid fire, like back and forth. And then it's over. And then you're left to wait until the end of the day. Or the next couple what does days. Interview look like? Do they have information? Yeah, I was about to say, what does it declare like? Interview look like? Help me out here. Um, so they they have the application, so they yeah. know they have the context of what you've said, and so now they have questions about like, oh, something you didn't explain or um, mm -hmm. things like that. They they want to get a sense of you. Like, um, you even send in a one minute one minute pitch video with your application, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's just it's just a like. Yeah, get to know you more and like the key things and like hear like why you're doing it. And I think they mostly bet on founders. Yeah. Right? Like who you are. Like sometimes like they'll let people in. They they think their idea is absolutely terrible, but they really like the founders. And so they'll invite you in and they'll let you fail and then they'll help you find a better idea. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. So that's why it's the mafia. So once you're in, you're in, right? Yeah. Blood yeah. blood out kind of scenario or <laughs> Dang, what? dude. So, right, Jake. yeah, no, that, that's all right. I mean, we've had a couple YC uh, founders on maybe three or four actually over the years mm -hmm. on, on, but I don't know why we haven't really ever delved into that process or what that, that, that looked like. Have you had a lot of people ask you, Hey, you made it. How can you give me, you know, tips or quotes on how to get through there, you know, or, or whatever? Not a lot, uh, but I have like been quite vocal on Twitter, like, hey, like if you want to apply, like I highly encourage it, highly recommend it, and I'm more than happy to review your application and like give you feedback on it. And I found cool. that like super fun. Like I could see myself being a YC partner someday. Man, that'd be you awesome. heard it here first, folks. If you want to pitch to YC, send your shit to Brandon. Yeah, happy to, happy to help. What's, what, what, what do you think the biggest, because uh, you failed a few times and, and, and one of the questions we get a lot from people outside of the show is like, man, y'all talk about like success stories, but y'all don't talk enough about failures. What's, what's, what's one of the biggest things that you changed from like your, maybe your first one or two applications to your third application yeah. other than submitting at the last minute? So the first application was my, um, well, okay, so background, I started as an electrical engineer, that's my degree. And then I, in the middle of that, uh, degree I started as a software developer intern but doing embedded programming so no web and then it was like five years later I went through a web a online boot camp to learn Ruby on Rails and web programming um, and it was the senior project of that I had this this app that was like for this kind of like niche market um, and that's what I applied for like it was a terrible idea right um, but in that process I learned about how to talk to customers how to like mm. um, you know, learn, like interview them and figure out what they want. And it turns out like no one, no one actually used the app, right? It was, it was terrible. Uh, and so that was the first one. Then I had, uh, I did an iOS app that actually made, got up to like $5,000 a month in monthly revenue, had a partner on that. It was just a side project. After a year and a half, we sold it off. And then the next one was, is working on a bookmark manager, which is like, it's not a great market. I knew that it wouldn't be this massive big thing, but like I applied to YC anyways, like maybe they'll take a chance, right? Sure. Um, and so then I was still working on that half-heartedly. And then the idea for Blitz came along and I was like, well, this is not a business, but the impact that this can have is so much bigger. I have to try this. 
Sure. So went off to start went off started Blitz. I did very well, and that was like huge for my reputation and credibility. How how do you know as a founder when you need to cut bait on an idea, right? Because I, I mean, because mm. I mean, you went through three or four iterations just right Great now. Question. So like when like what what would be a tip that you would share to to founders right now? So a good idea feels like you're riding a massive wave mm. instead or like rolling a snowball down the mountain instead of like pushing the snowball up the mountain. Mm. So like in, in the very, like from Blitz, mm. the very first day that I started Blitz, I announced it on Twitter before I even built it. I only had a couple hundred lines of prototype code and I announced it on Twitter and it just like almost went viral. Like it was clear that, and I, and I did that intentionally. I was like, I don't want to spend, you know, months building this thing and nobody uses it. So I announced that before it existed right. and it was clear that like, Hey, tons of people really want this. And it was just like surfing a big wave ever since. And then for flight control, it has been very similar. Like, like mm. it doesn't, we're not like, you know, um, chewing nails to, to get customers. Like they're, they're coming to us and it, we're just trying to keep up. So that's what you're looking for. And so you need to get an MVP out like as soon as you can. So you can actually test something. And, and if you're not, if people are not interested, they try it and they leave and like, you're not getting anyone excited about it. Like, yeah, you need to either keep massively changing your idea and trying, maybe it's, maybe it's the, the right product, but a different market, different people. Long time. <laughs> um, and so you, you need to be iterating as fast as you can, like changing different things, doing different experiments. And once you kind of run out of stuff, it's like, okay, you need to do something else. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's hard. Uh, if you're, especially if you're trying to do something that one it's it's hard to solve a problem, you know, or find a problem to solve that doesn't have some sort of solution, whether it's a bad or good or great solution that's out there. Right. That's, that's one. So kudos to you for finding that, you know, a niche, right. And being observant enough to do that. And then it's actually, you actually should have solutions there. If there's no existing solution for it, then like, it's probably a bad idea. That's what I was just, I was just going to say, I was really? like, to have a yes. proven, proven market and then just do yes. it, do it better because the cost yes. to edu educate a future customer in an unproven market is insane from your time yes. as well. Right. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's, it's something that we see a lot, you know, and I, I've fallen victim to it myself. It's like, no, but this is the right, this is the, this is the best idea ever. This is, right. it is what it is. It's like, well, if people aren't buying it, is it? Yeah. It doesn't matter what you think as the founder. It only matters what the market thinks, what the yep. customers think. So I see so many founders get like so caught up in their idea and they're just like, so, and then they're like telling me about it and they're like so excited about the technology and it's like all oh, the best thing ever. And you can just tell like that they're only thinking like one feet in front of their face. They're not thinking about the actual customer yep. and their problem and whether they, whether their solution is a direct fit for their problem. So you just have to get rid of your ego, get rid of what yep. you, you know, and you just have to really get inside of your customers' minds. I love that. So we're already halfway through, and I want to dive into the product specifically. So flight control. So let's break that down real quick. Again, say it one more time, what it is. And then also, who are the competitors, essentially? And then, again, why flight control could be a better solution. So flight control makes it easy to deploy apps to AWS. So the... There's like two categories of competitors. There's competitors who fully abstract AWS, which we believe is a fundamentally flawed model. Uh, so these are uh, companies like Heroku, Vercel, Render.com, Railway. Yep. 
Um, and the problem there is that there you can you can make them really nice and easy to use and fast, but as you scale, you run into these limitations. So like mm -hmm. Instacart started on Heroku and they reach a point of scale where they have to bail out to AWS. Yep. Um, and that's a, that's like the classic, most classic problem that anyone who's been in a big startup on any of these platforms absolutely knows about it. And they've probably had a really painful experience doing that migration. Yep. So a quick question, and this is me being dumb. So again, I'm a recruiter, so bear with me here, right? Um, <laughs> so when it comes to like flight control and these other apps, is it almost like, I don't know how to describe it. Is it almost like a dummy way to like leverage AWS easier? Like instead of yeah. going direct, like plugging direct into AWS, you can use one of these tools to allow you to kind of use the AWS ecosystem easier. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Okay. These, these other platforms, they simplify AWS. Okay. They give you a simplified experience. And as a result of that, you lose a lot of control, you lose a lot of power. Um, and so I, I kind of refer to them, like in my mind, I think of them as like Fisher Price kind of things, right? Like they're really nice, elegant, easy to use, simple, but they're whenever you want to do some real workloads, then they start to fall down. So how, how yeah. did you how did you architect this app to where the, the scalability is still there? So the beauty of our model is that we deploy to your own AWS account, like directly. And so there is like Heroku has an entire custom layer of infrastructure between you and AWS. Okay. But with flight control, there's no custom layer of infrastructure. It's just you and AWS. And then flight control is like sitting on the side and just automating all of the, the DevOps, you know, setup and everything on AWS. So you, you're running directly on AWS. And so there, there's no one uh, getting in the way. Huh. So hmm. it's, just, it's just pure AWS. We just make it really easy to use. And, and anybody can use this startup to enterprise environment? Yes, absolutely. So we I have- Your pricing model work right, right now. We charge 30% of the AWS cost that we manage for you. So we hmm. track all the resources that we create and manage and then just charge you 30% of that. Um, and so that's working really well. Everyone's pretty happy with it so far. And it's it's a really affordable price. Um, yes, and so like if you switch from Heroku, you're probably going to save 50%. Yeah. If you're a high traffic site on Vercel, you're probably going to save more like 80%. Whoa. Wait, wow. then what's Vercel doing that it's so expensive? Uh, so Vercel is really good for front end. But a lot of people, because they like the developer experience, use it for back end as well. And that's where the price kills them. And so... We're much better suited for doing full stack. Like if you have a lot of background processing using like Next.js API routes or their incremental static regeneration uh, page features and things like That's that. Crazy man. So let me ask you this. So all right, true test right here. True, true question. Hmm. What would you say maybe your biggest weakness is with your product right now? Um, the we massively need a designer. Like, are you, we keep adding more and more features and the UI is starting to get, uh, you know, a bit stressed. I've, I've done all the design myself and I'm not like a designer by trade, right? You're an, um, so we, trade. You're an embedded software, embedded engineer turn, electrical engineer turn, embedded software engineer turn, software engineer turn founder. Now that's yes. So. Yes. I, I do consider myself like a, a junior designer. Like I can make something like, all right, but it's not, that's not going to win any awards, you know? Dude, it's killer. Um, <laughs> uh, so 
That the biggest thing, yeah, design, and then also there's just a bunch of more features that people are demanding that we need to build. Yeah. Um, and so we just brought on a, a full stack uh, engineer a couple weeks ago. My brother started; he switched from nursing cool. to software engineering. He's doing incredible. Uh, so he like hundred x our velocity because like I wasn't getting anything done with all my other responsibilities. Yeah, yeah, that's killer. What about, what, what's the stack you built everything in? Um, Blitz. So we use Next.js and Blitz for our, our full stack web app. Mm -hmm. And then we also use Temporal um, as a backend thing. Uh, so Temporal massively, it's like an abstraction over queues and cron jobs and background processing stuff. And it, it makes it so, so much easier to manage all of the complexity. Uber mm -hmm. actually created it for managing okay. all of their backend stuff. Yeah, so it's, it's an incredible battle-tested technology and um, it's it's allowed us to move quite fast. Huh. Dang. Yeah, that, I haven't, we haven't used that. Yeah, is that like a, I, I, I hear, you know, I don't know if these are no code or low code solutions, but the Vercells, the Temporals, the, I mean, even what your stuff is, is that considered like a low code solution? No, Temporal is heavy code. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's good to know. Good to know. So, 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 so then talk about Blitz though, right? So let's dive into that. You know, it, it, why, like, what's the difference maker for this, for, for, for this library? Yeah, now that you have it, have you, you are eating your own dog food here. I know. Yeah. yeah. This, it's clearly helping you scale faster, right? Yes. Uh, this is a good shameless plug right here. Go. <laughs> so the, the problem with, with the JavaScript ecosystem is that there's a million ways to do anything, right? And so, and when you're setting, setting up a new application, you have to choose from many authentication libraries and services, many testing libraries, many linting libraries, um, authorization, um, the data layer, are you using REST, GraphQL, like something else, like some service. And so Blitz is sort of like, Blitz has multiple components, right? So one aspect of it, which you can use or not use, is gives you a sort of opinionated setup so it gives you the best in class testing, the best in class database, the best in class, like all of this stuff. Um, but yet you still like, so scaffold that out for you. So if you don't like something, you can you can change it. We give you options. Um, so that's part of it. The other, the the big, the really big like innovation that Blitz came up with was what we call a zero API data layer or yeah. Blitz RPC. And traditionally with React, you have to have an API to get data from the back end to the front end. Correct. And so you're either gonna use something like a REST API and you have to code that from scratch or GraphQL API and code that from scratch. That sounds smart. <laughs> or you're gonna use a third-party service like Hasura, which generates a GraphQL API for you, which seems nice, but has the same problem that like the Heroku style companies do where you, you lose so much control and then yeah any serious project, you have all these problems. And so what what I like created is I, I was like laying in a hammock in Thailand, literally thinking about how do I solve this? And I asked myself, what would it look like if it was easy? And I, I kind of got this like flash of picture in my mind, in my, in my imagination of just writing a function that runs on the server that would talk to a database or something, import that function directly into your component and it would just work. Like that's it. Like no HTTP, no fetching, no no messing with any of that stuff. And I'm like, wow, that what what is this? Like I got to make this work. Um, and so we made it work. And 
that that's like literally how it works in Blitz uh, today. And so um, what it does under the hood is compiles an API layer for you. Mm. And so you as a, as a developer, you just don't have to worry about that. So it's, it's some magic, but it's very minimal and it's easy to inspect and, and debug. Crazy. Interesting. I'm, re I'm still reading more about it right now. Jake's, Jake's ain't live trying to read so, documentation. People tell us it makes them five to ten times more productive. You're kidding me. No, I'm serious. It's like I I, I got almost got in trouble uh, on Twitter. This was this was like a year and a half ago. Um, I posted a comparison of GraphQL versus Blitz, and the GraphQL like code for for doing like this kind of basic thing was like so massive, and then next to it, Blitz was like like a tenth or less, you know, of the code. Wow. And people thought I was being de deceptive and like hiding, like not showing code that you need with Blitz. And I'm like, no, no, like literally, like this is it. Whoa. Okay. People thought you were lying. So how does it look, how does it work, right? Like do people, and again, this is, again, me not knowing anything. Do like people buy the framework from you? Is it- No, it's open source, free. Wow. Yep. Unbelievable. Wow, that's so cool, man. So, so as, so as we wrap up here in the last, you know, five, five minutes or so, wow. um, you know, I definitely just want to get kind of pull back out a little bit of the product and, 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 you know, give you props. Um, you posted on Twitter this week that you're pretty much hands, hands off the keys now for flight control. Talk mm. about that. Talk about scaling your team. That's something to be really celebrated. Um, you know, I, I've talked to so many entrepreneurs that are succeeding. I just feel like we don't celebrate enough. It's so hard as an entrepreneur to get to that point. So, I want you to yeah. brag on yourself, man. Like, how's the hiring going? Um, you know, how many people do you have on your team now? And then um, just how does it feel to be out of kind of the, a little bit of the day-to-day -day from a code perspective? Mm. So the past, like this year, like the past months has been, it's been super tough. Like there's been so many things that need done that are not getting done. And like, it feels like everything's on fire. And like, it just takes this incredible, like strength to just focus on the very most important thing today and yeah. just like accept that everything else is not getting done. Um, and so we've been, we've been hiring and like finally now we're at a place, um, like this is the first week I've actually somewhat fell on top of things in a long mm -hmm. time, which is, which is amazing. I've been able to like- is that you were on Unicorn Finders that week too. It's, it's, yes. So we're a team of five currently. So we have two uh, full-time working on Blitz and so they're like functioning as a team now and working together really well. And then now we have two full-time on flight control doing the coding, my co-founder and CTO, Mina, and then um, my brother, Blake. And so they're, they're working really well together. And then I'm like, you know, managing the company and doing sales, marketing, does product design, all of those things. Um, and then we're also hiring for another senior backend person to help build out AWS integration and a really good designer. So, we're starting to get like kind of all the like critical pieces pieces in place to really start like functioning really well um, yeah. and start delivering on all the, the stuff so that our Brandon, customers want. So Brandon, so you, so you guys are looking for, cause I want to pimp this out on unicorn finders. So, so you guys are looking for a backend dev. Yes. And then what, what, what skill set there? Um, TypeScript or ability to learn TypeScript and um, like it's familiar with AWS. So they're going to be building, AWS integrations using Temporal and awesome. TypeScript. And okay. then what was the other position you're looking for? Again? A designer. So we want a really good designer, ideally someone who can drive our brand design and UI UX. Okay. Like if I had to choose, it'd be the UI UX. Sure. Um, 
So they either need to also be able to do brand or like can help lead the brand design effort and work with like another designer to, to do that. Cool. I love that. Mm. Awesome. You heard it here first, folks. Um, biggest advice, Brandon, that you've uh, implemented recently that's completely changed um, your workflow for maybe a founder can learn from you. I would say get an executive coach or a founder coach. Ah, that's, that's where I thought you were going. So I, I started with a founder coach, Angela Parker, AngelaParker.com. I highly recommend her. Started back in December. So it's been four months now or so. And the, like, she has been so, so helpful. Like, so every high level athlete has a coach, right? Because yep. you need a coach to push you beyond where you'll push yourself. You need a coach as someone externally to see your weaknesses and to point them out to to tell you where you're doing really good at that mm -hmm. you that you're not aware of um and so it's been absolutely incredible to have her her feedback on like what i'm doing good at what i'm not doing good at i've learned so much from her i've just like on like empathy and like communicating with my team and like helping to be a coach to my team right mm -hmm. because now i know like how she supports me and so i can better support my team and yeah, I was, so I would highly recommend getting a coach, like even in the early days. I love That's awesome. That. I love that. Jake, yeah, you got anything else, buddy? No, man, this is, this is great. I mean, I know we were talking about two, two products at once, right? Which is, un, uh, you know, we don't normally do that. So we didn't get to dive as deep into each one, but I love how yours are intermingled. You know, congrats on your on your success. Our our dev teams are now going to start looking into Blitz too and see if it makes sense for any of our clients right now. Uh, as well. And so, um, that's, uh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So, congrats. Thanks so much for taking the time to meet with us. Um, I guess we always ask it, who should we have, who should we have on next? Who should we invite onto the show? Um, I have a friend that lives here in Dayton. He's not super active online, uh, but he's incredibly smart. He runs like kind of multiple companies, doing stuff uh, with VR um, and also like, like billboards, like physical stuff. Um, and I don't know if he's ever been on any podcast ever. So it would be sweet him. to have him on. Cool. Yeah, we'd love to have him. We'd love to have him. All right. Well, let's, let's wrap up. Um, Y'all thanks again for hanging out with us this morning. Um, so next week, Kent Dodds on the show, the legend Kent Dodds with remix JS. We got another um, uh, JavaScript library. Uh, that we're going to talk about next week. So y'all tune in. Um, Brandon, thanks again, my friend. Stay on real quick as as we end it. Um, but uh, I'll see you at Render. See you at Render ATL. See you there. Here in a few thanks, weeks. everyone. All right, y'all have a good one. Take, Take it easy. Peace. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to this episode of the Unicorn Finders. If you found any of that interesting or helpful at all, please share it with your friends. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or want to be a part of our podcast, be sure to email us at info at theunicornfinders.com. And while you're at it, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe us five stars and share it with a friend or two. We'll see you next week.